Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 366. This is the weekly podcast about American flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This podcast is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free nationwide online directory to florists, shops, and studios who design with American-grown flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor for 2018, Florist Review Magazine. I'm delighted to serve as contributing editor for Slow Flowers Journal, found in the pages of Florist Review. It's the leading trade magazine in the floral industry and the only independent periodical for the retail, wholesale, and supplier market. Take advantage of the special subscription offer for members of the Slow Flowers community at DebraPrinzing.com, where you can also find the show notes for today's episode, 365. Today's guest is Natasha Kajanik, and I'm so excited to host her on the Slow Flowers podcast for this episode, because together we're celebrating the debut of Canadian Flowers Week, which begins tomorrow, September 13th, and continues through September 16th. The origin of Canadian Flowers Week has been a few years coming, and it truly began when I met Natasha last summer at the ASCFG regional meeting in Ontario, Canada. After a morning of flower farm tours, we gathered at La Primavera Farms in Dundas, outside of Toronto, for a series of presentations, one of which was given by Natasha. I'd long been wanting to connect with her in a meaningful way, as I'd heard so much about this truly original thinker who created Toronto Flower Market in 2013 as an outdoor flower and plant market that has become the city's dynamic botanical hub for flower farming, design, and for people who love fresh, local, and seasonal blooms. As founder of the Toronto Flower Market, Natasha's aim has been to bring focus to the local flower industry through inspiring public floral experiences. I loved hearing Natasha's presentation about the formation of Toronto Flower Market, and after we met in person, we agreed to speak further by phone to brainstorm whether American Flowers Week could help Natasha bring Canadian Flowers Week to life. Much as I was nurtured and encouraged in 2015 by Helen Evans and others involved in British Flowers Week, I wanted to pay back a flower sister by encouraging Natasha and sharing my experiences. Fast forward less than one year later and Canadian Flowers Week is here as a project of Toronto Flower Market. I'm so excited that you can hear from Natasha in person as she describes the participants and activities of this week-long floral celebration stretching across Canada, including activities in all provinces and 20 public events. Here are the opening lines that appear on the beautiful new website, canadianflowersweek.ca. It says, Locally grown Canadian blooms are as abundant and diverse as our natural landscape. Growers embrace the challenges that come along with four seasons and provide a range of flowers all year long. From long-lasting, sturdy, big-headed blooms to delicate, full-of-scent flowers that could never survive the travel of imports, our greenhouse and field crops are fresh and awe-inspiring. And now for one week, the flower industry across the country will unite to celebrate and show off its beautiful bounty. I like that. 
I invite you to visit the show notes for today's episode 366 at DebraPrinzing.com to see lots of photos and find essential links to how you can get involved and support this fantastic program. As a bonus, I've added links to PDFs that you can download of my two recent articles from the August 2018 Slow Flowers Journal, which is inside the pages of Florist Review. The first is about Toronto Flower Market, my interview with Natasha, and it's called The Flowering of Toronto. And the second is all about Canadian Flowers Week. Let's jump right into the interview as we wave the maple leaf flag and celebrate our neighbors and their domestic floral trade with Canadian Flowers Week and Natasha Kajani. Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, and I am so excited today to have Natasha Kajanik as my guest. Hi, Natasha. Hi. It's great to get on the line with you today. It's nice to, to be invited and to be chatting about Canadian grown flowers. That's right. So uh, Natasha is um, the creator and I guess instigator of Toronto Flower Market, which has received a lot of attention both in... Um, all, ac- all across Canada, but also in North America, I think probably because you um, brought a team or sponsored a team to design some spaces at uh, Flower House Detroit a couple years ago. That's when I first found out about what you were doing. And now we're going to talk about your newest project as if you have nothing else uh, to do with your time. Uh, but I'm so excited you're starting Canadian Flowers Week. Um, tell us the dates of that. So Canadian Flowers Week is going to be launching September 13th and runs to the 19th. And this year marks our first, hopefully, annual celebration of Canadian grown blooms. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I, I'm so thrilled to see this happening. There's so much of vibrancy and innovation happening in, in Canada in the local flower scene. And as you know, because that's sort of what was behind Toronto Flower Market, right? It was. Yeah. Um, and we had a couple conversations in person and, vir- you know, virtually or by phone over the last year. And I'm really impressed with what you've pulled off. Um, I know how hard it is to start a grassroots floral holiday. Um, I'm really envious of what you've created. Your your visuals are beautiful. Your uh, social media is really active. And you've seemed to have gathered a lot of enthusiasm. Why did you choose September uh, for Canadian Flowers Week? Um, because we wanted to support both field and, and greenhouse grown blooms because greenhouses really get, um, us through the winter months. Absolutely. Right. I wanted to pick a time of year that could ensure that both the fields were in abundance, that the greenhouses were, were back in service and, and even get into the seeds and the bulbs and how people are going to start planning for um, next season and, and starting to purchase their bulbs and, and just try to really get the whole spectrum of, of local flower um, industry and not just think um, singularly in terms of field or greenhouses or any mm-hmm. of those. So mm-hmm. September was a time of, of abundance um, and, and it shows really the spectrum of what we grow. And then I know that it's a bit of a tricky month for some out in, um, Alberta because of just early frost, right, but I think right. that also speaks to just how 
our climate in Canada is so different and, and the types of challenges that our growers have. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're looking at zones, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, maybe seven and lower probably in terms of, well, no, Vancouver is probably a lot, lot, lot like Seattle. That would be zone in the zone eight, A or B, but yeah. the, but the winter is longer. And so that you have to be more innovative in what you're bringing to the marketplace. I remember when we first started talking, uh, Natasha, and we met last year in when I was in Ontario at the ASCFG conference, uh, I was pushing for July 1st because isn't that Canada Day? It is. But it, you're like, Deborah, some people are just getting started in July. They've only been be able to, you know, maybe grow for four or five weeks before that. So what is that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and we've definitely thought about it and and put it out to everybody to ask even um, when a good time and when it's not so, so busy, even though September is finding to be quite busy. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, trying to trying to ensure that there was the the abundance um, that really even August and, and into September really bring. So what if you could just like summarize what what your elevator pitch is for Canadian flowers, because I know you're talking to people all over the country and, and also at different levels of or levels in the pipeline of bringing flowers from seed to bouquet. What are you having to what are you finding is most effective to communicate with people? I mean, I think for us, it's really just focusing mostly on the industry and the community um, as long as I can build the, this, this Canadian flowers week with the industry, I think that everything can be deemed a success, right? So if Canadian flowers week is about, um, promoting what is grown here in our country, then we really have to make sure that the people that, that grow and, and, and sell product are, are enabling that message and supporting that message. So for, for us in this first year, what's been most exciting is about seeing how these networks of, of growers and florists and retailers are coming together to celebrate uh, what they do. And then, and then there's the consumer aspect of, of making sure um, the experiences um, are engaging and fun for people to participate in and to start creating those those tools and those places that the consumer can go and and investigate how to buy local. So for even in for instance on our website there's a buying Canadian tab and and within that there's a Canadian grown map. So what what we've done is is got have have sourced um growers and and markets and whatnot to start marking where they're located on the map of Canada. Mm -hmm. People even know how to search local um, throughout the year. And and then we also have started to build in bloom charts. So um, I think it's almost twofold. It's making sure that we gather the industry together to, to promote this message together um, so that we do have a united front across the, the country, but also to make sure we're creating tools that uh, the consumers can continually reach out to and and decide to buy local because I think the easiest thing you can do is trying to train people to go into store and ask 
the the florist or whoever the retailer um, what's in season, but also giving them the tools to know where to even look or where to start most of the time. Right, right. I that's not much of a, a, a an elevator pitch that was. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I mean, I you know me, I I'm with you on this all the way because part there is a two two pronged. Uh, kind of approach. One is that B2B and the other, you know, getting farmers and florists to connect and do business together. And then the other is the B2C and that's like pushing it out to the consumer. So they even are aware that this is something really amazing that's happening in their, in their country or in their province or in their town. So um, I think you're giving a people tools to use as well in terms of like your branding and your graphics. Uh, what kind of resources are flower shops, florists, uh, growers being able to use to kind of use that branding for Canadian Flowers Week. Um, on our website, we uploaded um, poster, a poster, some graphics again for them just to be able to download um, and either print off or use on social media. We kept it pretty simple in the first year just to see um, how people do end up using some of the assets. I know even working with um, one of the growers out in Ottawa, is she in Ottawa or in Quebec? Anyways, Frank House. Um, she has even taken some of the assets and made her own postcards and used the poems that we've used to reimagine it in different ways for her markets. Um, and then on top of the free assets, we also have craft paper and stickers. And the sticker is that kind of the subtle nod to our Canadian flag with the sort of red, um, red kind of side color we went with a soft pink and mm -hmm. um, an emblem of a shadow of a flower in the middle um, and then red obviously Canadian Flowers Week and the dates but um, that's the sticker and then we've remodified it for social media so that it's it's an attractive and um, it represents exactly what um, the week is. That's great yeah I've, I've been noticing um, some of the posts that you've done in uh I, you know, it, it, it's so consistent that if someone is just sees it three or four times, they start to realize that this is, there's some, this is a thing and they should pay attention. So it's, it's not only the color, but the typography and, and the, and the logo, it's all beautiful. So we'll show some examples of that, um, uh, at today's show notes for the episode. Um, talk about some of the public events that you're doing or the ways that the public can experience local flowers. So it's, it's been really neat to, to talk to the people that have reached out anywhere from growers to florists because everybody has really neat ideas. Um, the very first person to reach out to me was from Alchemy Farm in Salt Spring Island in British Columbia, and she was so excited. Mm. Uh, That's was, great. Ingrid was amazing. She already had the idea, and and was already planning and it, it's this sun sunflower spiral maze um and she posted a really neat um drone photo of the sunflower maze and it's 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 neat because she wa it's a flower installation which is so unique because it's all about the spatial coming to her farm watching these these sunflowers grow um and it, it's been it's it was really neat to to talk to her and see that through um that's exciting there's there's even been 
I, again, this one's out in BC just because it's kind of, look at their, their top of mind right now. Yeah. Um, but it's a floral design studio called Thorn and Thistle. And they're partnering with three growers to host a, a, a market outside of their shop. And then the next day, they're kind of doing a Detroit flower house inspired installation in an old her heritage building. Um, in Ontario, we have a pedal path on September 16th, a Sunday where it's kind of like doors open and any farms that sign up, welcome people and host tours and, and show people around. Um, it's awesome. What's that, thing, what's that thing you're doing in Toronto with like that you're bringing a cutting garden to the heart of the city? Are you still able to do that? I know we, we talked about it before. Yeah. So we, I, I've been wanting a cutting garden for a long time <laughs> in the city of Toronto. So it was nice that I finally had, um, an excuse, <laughs> and an excuse yeah. to make it happen. And so, um, a bunch of the growers from Toronto Flower Market, uh, Flora Laura as well, Imagination, Sweet Gale, La Primavera, they all um, grew seedlings in crates. And so they're now those seedlings, they're not quite ready, but they'll be ready in a couple weeks to come into the city. They're being dropped off on September 13th, the day of the event. And those crates are going to be set up at the Gladstone Hotel, and we're inviting guests to come and, and cut locally grown flowers directly from the crates and the dirt that they were grown in. And oh I know that it's hard sometimes to, especially in a city setting, to connect consumers to the growing process. So what I liked about this idea was that it, it did bring them a little bit closer to the farm without having to go too far. And then I know even when I, I did a, my, a little test of this with some tulips and your intentions of snipping a bloom are so much more thoughtful because you're doing the action mm -hmm. and I find that it just connects you a little bit closer to the the true value of what the flower is because you're you're disconnecting it from the source of of what enabled it to be what it was and I think that there's something really beautiful in that in that experience, even though it's such a small act, um, I think that it has the potential to, to speak volumes to, to how we start to value the things that, um, our growers spend every day doing. Right. I think it's so poignant and, and potent that, that you're bringing nature to the city, perhaps to people who have, uh, I'm assuming, never have been on a flower farm, maybe a garden, but it's that experience. It's, it, and also, like, you don't have to stand in a soapbox and preach it. You just, like, give them the clippers and say, experience it. That will be a visceral response, I think. And then people will have a little bouquet that they've cut themselves, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, you're getting, it seems like you're getting a lot of volunteers coming in with their own creative ideas and you're creating a space for the fl creative flower farmers and creative florists to tailor Canadian Flowers Week to whatever their branding needs are or their marketing needs are. I like that. Yeah, I think that in, in order for, in, well, in my mind, and I think that you feel the same way about American Flowers Week is that it's, you can't create something of this magnitude or, or even like a week long yes. celebration without 
giving people the space to create their interpretations of how to celebrate. Um, so I, I, I have never set rules or, or guidelines to how to participate. It's encouraged to participate in whatever way people would like to. There's some, there's some cues on our website to help, um, drive some brainstorming ideas, but the fun part has been being able to see how people are coming together to come up with their own ideas. Like there's a group even out West, um, that are hosting wildflowers for wildfires. So the collective is coming together and all the money raised at their, um, what it's at high street shopping center. Mm. Um, and it's the market where they're, so it's, it's not just about even, even us, it's the social good that they're even giving back to because of the context of what is happening in Canada. And I thought that that was just so beautiful that, um, we're not even just thinking about flowers and how it affects people, but how can we use this opportunity to even help this, this, quite devastating environmental yeah. things happening. So it, oh. it's neat to see the different ways that people are coming up with, with their ideas and, and even like trying to give back, which is really, mm-hmm. really beautiful. I love that. That's wonderful. Well, you have a lot, you mentioned some of the farms that are involved, but you've kind of got this core group of people who've really helped you envision how Canadian Flowers Week it will even look and feel. And um, do you want to give a shout out to any of those folks who've, who've been in the trenches with you? Oh my goodness. Um, I think (laughs) along with you from the beginning, helping us and motivating us, Jessica Gale from Sweet Gale Gardens has been a constant motivation and so keen to help um, move everything along and is the first to to raise her hand to say, I will help or I will do. That's great. Same, Same with Jessica Payne. Um, Louise from Unicorn Blooms is the one that put together the, the map of Canada and came up with the ideas. Um, all the growers that donated, um, again, Deborah, really, we wouldn't have a Canadian flowers week if it weren't for our first introduction and you saying, I think it is time. (laughs) Oh, Uh, I I wasn't fishing for a compliment, (laughs) but I, I, I had a conversation about this for back you know, back to 2015 with this, this, once I started getting to meet some of these dynamic florists who are part of uh, flower, uh, flower house in Detroit. And I just, my eyes were opened and I realized that there are so many parallels between what's happening in the consumer marketplace and in the creative marketplace in both countries that like, it's just only a matter of of time that you were gonna, I knew you were going to do it. And every single person I spoke to was said, Natasha has to be the person behind this. So <laughs> you're, you've created yourself a reputation that means, you know, everyone expects you to pull it off. <laughs> so, uh, good news, <laughs> bad news. I don't know what it's, it's, it's just a, it's an affirmation that the community you've created around Toronto flower market is, uh, is growing to the point where it's, it's the whole country. Um, like-minded people who want to want to really promote domestic cut flowers and floral agriculture um, and change the landscape. And I'm inspired by that. I think that that through Toronto flower market and starting it, I had no idea that this community would be something um, 
that would motivate so many new ideas and and start new conversations because I think sometimes in the weeds of, of all the things that it takes to put something on that when you, you don't even, I could, I couldn't even predict how, how special, um, the community is because yeah, like even, yeah. even reading that article in for review, it, it, it made me emotional to, to hear some of those things. And, and to me, all I wish is that I can continue to give those opportunities mm-hmm. to, to yes, Toronto Flower Market, and now to the expansion of Canadian Flowers Week because I think that um, I just got an email from someone that said this is my first year. Um, I really can't participate in Canadian Flowers Week, but I'm joining a team, and I have to thank you for mm. for bringing this wonderful community together. And like, I'm so proud. To, to know that this was the community that she was about to embark on. And, mm. and I think that there's something to be said about um, starting something new and, and already having that sense of, of togetherness and being proud and, and supporting one another. Absolutely. And Natasha, I, we probably should acknowledge that uh, my inspiration was British Flowers Week and the same spirit that you're alluding to, I witnessed firsthand when I was in the UK in 2015 and hats off to Helen Evans and the folks at the New Covent Garden Flower Market for being so open and sharing with me and that it inspired me to want to be the same way with you. So um, who knows? There'll be (laughs) some other uh, group of talented farmers and florists in another country will probably reach out to you and <laughs> ask you for advice. So it kind of has this ripple effect that that is just, I think, I know it's just flowers, but it's profound in the way that it's reconnecting people with beauty and nature and the environment and being conscious of even the, their daily practices. And uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. I know your event's going to be amazing. I'm going to be watching it virtually um, on social media, which I think is how everyone should be uh, plugging in if they're not in Canada. If you're in Canada, get on the website and find an activity to participate in for sure. If you're in the U.S. and you need a vacation, this is the week to go to Canada. So um, I'm going to try to join you next year. I can't do it this year. Are you, I have another question for you though, Natasha, are you holding Toronto Flower Market during Canadian Flowers Week. Would that be insane, or how's that lining up? Two days after launch, we got a Toronto Flower Market on Saturday, <laughs> September 15th. We I, couldn't have a flower week without a flower <laughs> I thought, I thought so. Oh, well, you know, who needs sleep, right? That's just going to just be your, par- your, your marathon week. I love it. So, but... But I do like that you've been very intentional about saying this isn't a Toronto thing. This is a, a, a Canadian thing. And we, you have activities. Uh, you said you have up, about eight, 20 events posted on your website. Yeah, and, and updating it daily as new ones keep coming through. Oh, that's great. Well, good. I will um, share all of this all this good stuff in our show notes um, for today's episode at DebraPrinzing.com, including ways you can find and follow Natasha. Uh, I wish you a lot of luck. It's, it's just really special. Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, and I'm very proud of, of how it's come together and how everybody's been so keen to raise their hand and say, yes, I want to participate. So it, it's, it's been really, for me, it's been a pretty special um, adventure. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything I didn't ask you, Natasha, that you want to make sure everybody goes away with uh, thinking about Canadian Flowers Week, September 13th through 19th? starts tomorrow if you're listening on broadcast day um otherwise when you hear this even if you've missed the date go check it out and um sign up for updates september 13th tomorrow and if you guys if someone can't make canadian flower week events just be conscious when you go into your local floral floor shop or retailer and if you don't can't tell what's local don't be don't be shy to ask the person there um, about what is in season and what has been grown Canadian that's the that's really the only thing that I've asked anybody to do out of all of these things mm-hmm. is just to ask and be be conscious mm-hmm. I love that be intentional thanks so much my dear I wish you a wonderful celebration and um, I can't wait to watch it virtually and see how meaningful and how many people get involved it's going to be great thank you so much and i appreciate all the wisdom and the advice and the support it's been really helpful and wonderful okay take care bye-bye much for joining me today. While I launched American Flowers Week as a program of Slow Flowers in 2015, and as we are gearing up for our fifth year as the original domestic flower promotion holiday in the U.S., I have to reflect on the meaning of community. That undertaking would never have gained traction or support without the involvement of people along the entire floral continuum, from seeds and plants to growers, marketers, retailers, designers, and floral consumers. Similarly, Natasha has acknowledged her core team of creatives and fellow floral professionals who are helping make Canadian Flowers Week a reality. I'm so touched that her site includes a link to Slow Flowers and a mention of American Flowers Week as key partners in her program, along with the Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers, the Ecological Farmer Association of Ontario, and several other supporting organizations and businesses. I wish them a fabulous kickoff as they continue to change the conversation around local, seasonal, and domestic flowers in Canada. And similarly, I'm so grateful to you, our entire community of flower farmers and floral designers who together define the Slow Flowers movement, as our cause gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of the American cup flower industry. The momentum is contagious, and I know you feel it too. I value your support and invite you to show your thanks with a donation to support my ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button in the column to the right at deborahprinzing.com. The Slow Flowers podcast has been downloaded more than 358,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. And thank you to our Slow Flowers podcast sponsors, Arctic Alaska Peonies, a cooperative of passionate family farms in the heart of Alaska, providing bigger, better peony flowers during the months of July and August. Visit them today at arcticalaskapeonies.com. 
The Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, a farmer-owned cooperative committed to providing the very best the Pacific Northwest has to offer in cut flowers, foliages, and plants. The Growers Market's mission is to foster a vibrant marketplace that sustains local flower farms and provides top quality products and services to the local floral industry. Find them at seattlewholesalegrowersmarket.com. Longfield Gardens provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Visit them at longfield-gardens.com. Syndicate Sales, an American manufacturer of vases and accessories for the professional florist. Look for the American flag icon to find Syndicate's USA-made products and join the Syndicate Stars loyalty program at syndicatesales.com. Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds, supplied to farms large and small, and even backyard cutting gardens like mine. Check them out at johnny'sseeds.com. The Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers, formed in 1988, ASCFG was created to educate, unite, and support commercial cut flower growers. Its mission is to help growers produce high-quality floral material and to foster and promote the local availability of that product. Learn more at ASCFG.org. Mayesh Wholesale Florist, family-owned since 1978, Mayesh is the premier wedding and event supplier in the U.S., and we're thrilled to partner with Mayesh to promote local and domestic flowers, which they source from farms large and small around the U.S. Learn more at mayesh.com. Certified American Grown Flowers. The Certified American Grown program and label provide a guarantee for designers and consumers on the source of their flowers. Take pride in your flowers and buy with confidence. Ask for Certified American Grown Flowers. To learn more, visit americangrownflowers.org and the Team Flower Conference, a professional floral event where flower lovers from all over the world gather for networking, learning, and celebration. It's a special time for the floral industry to come together, and whether you're a farmer, designer, wholesaler, or just love flowers, you're invited to attend as Team Flowers dreams big for the future of the industry. Head to teamflower.org slash slowflowers to learn more about the 2019 conference in Waco, Texas. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more American-grown flowers on the table, one vase at a time. And if you like what you hear, please consider logging onto iTunes and posting a listener review. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. Learn more about his work at soundbodymovement.com. Music.